you know, still I'm not sitting on my on my chair waiting for people to call. I call people who I want to work with. I'm really active in this because if you want to make your own future become how you want it, you need to make action by yourself. You, you cannot sit and wait. Welcome to the Light Lounge, the first podcast for lighting designers, creatives and designers who work with light. My name is Thomas Munich, I'm a lighting designer in New York City and in this week's episode I am super excited because I speak with OF's head of design Kai Pippo. For the people who are listening, I'm 100% sure you know who he is. Um, regardless, at the beginning of the conversation we have a small professional summary, who he is, what he's doing and what he's up to now. So this episode is definitely for people who just get started in the industry, but also for very well established lighting designers because the vision Kai is sharing where he sees the industry is going and where he would like the industry to go is super, super interesting and uh, I am very excited to get his insights and uh, yeah, we jump right into it. Please enjoy this week's episode with Kai Pippo. I, I was born in Finland. Uh, I have a Finnish soul and heart, but I have a Swedish passport. I moved to Sweden. Um, I started with light very young. I started with light when I was 15 uh, years old with music, uh, with stage lighting professionally when I was 18. Um, and uh, I started a company very early, uh, 91. Uh, it was called Use Architecture in Swedish Light Architecture. And we became one of the, maybe the first lighting design office in, in Scandinavia. So uh, I started quite young and I, I, I did stage lighting and I, have, I still do some, some stuff with that. Uh, but, but then, you know, Uh, so I'm today. I, I I sold my company five years ago to AF Lighting, AF, uh, which is a very big uh, design and engineering company. So I sold them, sold my company to them five years ago, and now uh, I'm head of design for AF Lighting, um, which is um, you know where I'm or regularly I work there now, and and uh, we have eight offices. Um, And we have 106 employees. So we have offices um, in, in Sweden, uh, in Denmark, in Norway, and also in, in London and also in, in Switzerland. So ah, so that this is a very, very fast forward um, what I do. And, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that, that, that's super excellent. And I, um, I would like to jump in uh, also in the in the earlier stages um how did this like interest in lighting how did you realize okay this is a business and i can actually sort of maintain my life with it mm. you know i have a i have a life changing moment when i had this this tiffany you know and i was um i was when i was 18 i was on a tour three month tour with a um Band. It was a jazz jazz band. In we were in a three month three month tour in Germany, and we were outside of of Hamburg. There is a place called Baumgarten. It was in the middle of the forest, but it was like five six hundred people, quite big place, you know, uh, a club, discotheque sort of. And and we played there. And in the end of the song, Henrik, uh, the saxophonist player, he had like this very long tone that he you know uh went into silence and very very long and very slowly and i i 
sort of managed to um, dim the light simultaneously and all the, all the audience went silent and everything just like stopped. You know, it was like this uh, magical moment. Uh, it was, you know, this beautiful atmosphere in the silence and everybody started to clap afterwards. It was like this perfect moment of, 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 of magic when, when it happens, you know, on stage. And I was, I felt that what happened there, I was really part of it. I, it, you know, my lightest, it was like, it was my instrument and I was playing it with it visually. I played with the band. So, um, I wanted to explore more of the potential, the power of light from that on. And, and, uh, I started to work a couple of, when I moved uh, to Stockholm, I started to work with theater and that's the, you know, the chase of these magical moments and, um, the power of light is so strong, which I firstly experienced in that moment in Germany at Baumgarten. So you started in sort of the rock and roll light theater event lighting. And then mm. when, when did you, when did you sort of continued from exploring lighting in this event industry? And when did you say, okay, hi, I, I have a quality, I see something that is so strong this is valuable and people can actually uh, use it. <laughs> I'm exploring that thing even now, you know, <laughs> so it's, it's nothing that, Oh, I, I did it for 15 years. It's, it's on a daily basis. It's on a daily basis that I explore new things. And I, I meet clients on a weekly basis and I try to, they ask me, what are you doing? Really? What is that? What, what you do? I, I, uh, I had a meeting with architects now, Uh, just like two hours ago. And so who, how do you work? And what do you do? Do you sell the products? Oh, you don't sell products. Oh, that's, that's unique. So um, the thing is that I started uh, my business 91 when it was a, was a crash here in, in Scandinavia about real estate. And it was a very, very, very severe crash. There was the architects had like 50, 60% unemployment in, after a couple of years. And it was a really, really big, like 2008, you know, uh, everything just went mm -hmm. um, yep. down the drain. And that was when I and uh, my former colleague, Niklas, we started our business, which is a good way. Start when it's bad because it's only one way to go. It took seven years before we actually got business going. Um, seven years. Um, and, uh, it's very, very valuable to have worked in when it's a bad time because you are getting very, very strong. Um, uh, and all of a sudden, you know, we, we worked with all kinds of stuff, exhibitions, uh, shop, uh, you know, real estate, uh, shopping. I mean, you know, um, retail, uh, commercial retail. Yeah. Thank you. Retail because that's always changing. Uh, and, and, um, so you need to have your egg in many baskets, basically, you know, um, so you're not only dependent on one, one uh, right. sort of income. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, but okay, we were young and we didn't have any families. We don't, we didn't care about, you know, money, uh, and economy. Um, and then we, you become older and you get a little bit more responsibility. You get, um, our first employee, we all of a sudden you have five employees, all of a sudden you have 10 employees and you need to. Uh, you know, take care of the, their families. So you have a responsibility. And uh, uh, I see myself as, uh, you know, uh, a designer 
first and foremost, but I actually uh, have skills in entrepreneurship as well. Um, it comes, you need to be sort of uh, artistic, but also to be able to make business because it's it's like your, your how do you say, you clean yourself every day, you take a shower, it's about, you know, feeling good, uh, to have a good economy. And also I have learned a lot uh, joining in OF how to to have a good living out of, of out of this profession you need to do it um and uh, we are you know over 100 people so we can come back to that you know mm-hmm. how we do things um but it's 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 it takes time uh, you need to be you know patient and and you do stuff you know um and lighting is so crucial for people's lives without lighting you know i see light as the greatest power energy power on earth you know light without light there is nothing um there is it, it you know our biolo- biology is is, is uh, you know uh, dependent on light the nature photosynthesis everything every living creature on earth is dependent on lighting to imagine that you can actually work with this power, you know, and form it. It's it's like oh, that's for me pure, uh, you know. Uh, uh, Excitement. That's my, yeah, th- this is a great power to to you know, and it's it's like um, it takes so much time to actually understand it and 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 make it your best friend and and you know uh, and also to um, to make. Your clients happy. One thing that I'm really, really have been struggling with the last ten years is to to work with daylighting, um, daylight analysis and daylighting design. How to? This is like uh, I love I love to work with it because it's so difficult. You know, uh, I need to. You know, it's it's very difficult to sell daylighting design, for instance. To <gasps> has mm. your and I will I will definitely come back to that. Has mm. your um, the meaning of light or what light means to you has it changed from this moment as a as a as a event lighting designer or designer for music to today it, yeah it, it has definitely i mean to create i mean if you look at stage uh, to create an emotion or a, a feeling or atmosphere and and, and now it's a, it's about uh, you know really getting into um, you know health and, and ergonomics to, to have, if you are, if you are, uh, it depends who we, who we talk with. I mean, if we talk with a real estate owner, what's his interest? Um, um, we want to, for him, make a good investment. What does he get in return? What is the added value of us being in uh, in the project? Um, wh- what does the architect want? Uh, how can we help him to, if you have have a vision, we can help him to create that vision to become true. Uh, if it's a tenant, um, how can that tenant have the best possible lighting in his office or her office? Uh, employee branding, how will that company keep the employees within the office, you know, um, ergonomics, how can we get the people stay in, 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 
not get sick leaves. You know, if you look at big companies, how many percentages of sick leaves, etc. Um, what is the culture of that company that you that you're working in? What what is the visual profile? What is the identity? What is the culture of that company? Can we, with good lighting and architecture, help that company to to brand themselves towards the employees, but also, of course, to the clients? All these things, uh, and light is also communication. I mean, it's communication, health, and and culture. Uh, this is, you know, and and depending on who you talk with, you need to talk. Um, I I see one of the benefits to taking an independent lighting designer is that um, it's to talk with everybody in the project, you know, uh, because everybody has different interests. And this is why m- most of the people in a project are interested in lighting because it's so much fun. You know, it's, it's so interesting and intriguing and fun and, you know, technically difficult and, and challenging. And, and so everybody wants to have the piece of the pie there, you know, and then what we say to the project is that we can own the, the question of light uh, for everybody and talk with everybody and and if we get the ear of the 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 real estate owner i mean the person the company who pays the money they they usually listen to us and then they think this is a great idea because then we can you know make him make that company it, it will be we can guarantee a good investment everybody knows uh why they and we can also create this good um, you know, presentation and they can have three or four different options and they can take um, the best possible, um, you know, uh, selection. Right. So, so I think communication is a super big part. And um, I think you touched on like two, on two things. Number one is like sort of the client perspective, but then there's the perspective of all the parties sort of involved to, to translate your vision into like an actual um, result. And, so I'm just I'm just basically repeating what you what you just said. So it seems like that the the value the value of light is always there, and then just your answer based on the client's need sort of changed. So mm. I when I understand this correctly, if there's an investor and for example it's a mall and there needs to be an attraction point that there is potentially an art piece or a light uh, there's light mm. used in an art piece. Is, it's a different thing than being in a hospital where it's less about the fancy interaction. It's more about the health environment, mm. correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 uh, it's, I think, I think people who take, uh, you know, they sit in the boardroom and take decisions of, of an investment. Uh, they, so far lighting has, it's just a technical system for many people. You know, it's just like, uh, ventilation and, and sprinkler and lighting and it's just a thing in the ceiling um, but uh, I think we have by by work uh, the things we have done and uh, not only us but the, I think the professional lighting designers we we can show the the clients and the users of a space that it's much more and we need to um, get creative with technology you know uh, why is the technology there you know I have to tell you a story we did an office in in uh, in our own AF office in Malmo, uh, 
five years ago, it was a brand new office. Uh, we moved in there. The whole building is a big building, uh, several hundred people working. And uh, it was uh, a 60-60, you know, uh, these flat panels in the ceiling. Yep. Corridor lighting and really, really boring uh, uh, white walls, gray carpets, mm -hmm. white interiors. And, and it's like it's like going into some kind of... Um, oh, you feel like you're you're dying slowly already depressed or yeah. actually quite fast <laughs> <laughs> you don't you know you you feel bad when you go right. into that so so we said uh, my my colleagues uh, jim colleen he said hey let's let's try to make uh, this our part where air flighting or flighting sits and we can redesign this and they got it approved by do what you want wow. and they did it and then they uh, did lighting um, they put up some some paintings on the walls. They did lighting that they controlled by themselves. They did they took away the corridor lighting, but because there is no corridor exactly there, uh, and they yeah did a good lighting design, which and people feel good about it. You know, they, it's a nice environment all of a sudden. And then they looked. Okay, we have done a nice environment. Have we saved any energy? Uh, they saved the calculation showed they saved ninety two percent. Wow. wow. Yeah, what is it? What, what, what do you mean, 92? You have to recalculate. This must be wrong. I thought maybe 3, 30, 40%. No, 92%. And this is a newly built office building. Unbelievable. So uh, then they checked how on earth can we save this much? Because uh, most office buildings are like, okay, the lighting is on from 7 o'clock till 6 o'clock. 100%. But now we did like motion sensors and, and, and sensors. So the lighting is not on till there's nobody there. The, the, till the, the, the people come, then the light is on. Then you control the lighting uh, from your desk on your, on your, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, 20% on light sources, 80% on controls. And I'm super quickly jumping right in here. Before we continue to talk about the importance of controls, uh, research and development, um, that innovation is super important, that even lighting designers develop their own products like liquid light. Super exciting. I just wanted to say thank you. I'm absolutely grateful to be part of this amazing lighting design community all around the world. And uh, I'm just extremely happy. So um, before we continue, I would like to ask for a super small favor. The more we talk about light, the better for all of us. And this vision of this podcast is to share and get the insights and share the insights within the lighting design community in order to provide better designs, provide better products and a greater service for our clients and to make this world a better place. So the more people know that there's a podcast out there, the better. So it would be absolutely amazing if you could just share with your fellow lighting designers that there is a podcast out there, either on Spotify, um, Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to your show. So please uh, give the Light Lounge a good rating and I'm super excited to speak to the best lighting designers and get the latest and greatest insights for you that we all can understand and see what's happening at the leading edge of our industry. I'm super excited. Thank you so much. Back to the conversation. Wow. Is this something that will it will most I mean this is the the saving is so magnificent that it the controls will be more and more important in the future, right? Or are already. 
this and this was only this was already four or five years ago right. we did this office and and this is something this was the start of thinking among us that hey all the office buildings uh, that are done like this they're done totally wrong and we started off a um, a liquid light thinking uh, liquid light is a concept that OF lighting has developed and just now just like a couple of months ago we or one month ago we launched it on online what is liquid light so we can go into Vimeo and there is like four or five different videos uh, on mm -hmm. the topic it's basically a, a name about if you think about a stream uh, of water and and you know the it's liquid and it the flow goes exactly. it's, it's yeah it's a flow and the light should flow with the people in in you know within the building so we can save 92 percent in every building we build i mean if we look at how things are done and and also um so it's like taking nature inside uh, going for uh lighting that that are exactly for you when you're in 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 office building so or in in whatever it can be also a city so it doesn't have to be so this is kind of a name that and we're right now we had actually a restaurant that opened yesterday called Anda uh, in Norway it's a restaurant that is a uh, Europeans first underwater restaurant of course it has been uh, I think seen yeah it looks amazing yeah 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 so it's it's uh, there it's that it's a liquid light uh, project uh, so um, more will come uh, <laughs> about the liquid light so uh, this is some something great that we have developed together that sounds super exciting and i'm i'm happy to put the the links um of the of the vimeo videos uh, explaining yeah, into take the, show. the longest one um because i'm i'm in that one of, of course <laughs> take, take, yeah take and take it but yeah they're, they're good they're good i'm i'm happy to do it let us come back um a little bit so you have um you have established yourself or of of lighting has established itself as one of the leading and the largest lighting design providers and clients approach you rather than you have to look for potential clients. That's my feeling I have as uh, when I look at the project and the amazing work that you do today. When I, when I look at, and here comes the question, when I look at back when you were starting at 91 with Use Architecture, did you reach out? Was it your way of communicating The value of lighting, because as you just said, the client you or the client meeting you had today, they were uh, they were asking, is it what do you do? Do you make potential profit through the fixtures? What is your service? What is what is the value you provide? How has this changed from did you approach people and said like, hey, I would like to do lighting for you because it's a great value and here's X, Y, Z, Y. How mm. how how did you start? Did you approach potential clients? Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, but in those days, you know, we met a lot of architects. We went there and, and to show them pictures and, and how we, you know, products we have done and etc. At three o'clock, they have a coffee. We have a coffee at three o'clock in Sweden. Uh, and, and, and everybody was, all the architects, they were so so silent and, and uh, you know, almost like depressed. We didn't get it. But they were, they were you know, they, they have been fired because they were like, they were, it was a depression. So right. everybody knew that 
I will not work here within a couple of weeks. So it was really, really bad. Uh, so it took like seven years. But, you know, still, I'm not sitting on my on my chair waiting for people to call. I call people who I want to work with. I'm really active in this because if you want to make your own future become how you want it, you need to make action by yourself. You, you cannot sit and wait. Uh, so, um, uh, I mean... It's 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 very 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 important. Uh, I think all the time to work with the, the right people with the right projects. Uh, I'm not saying that I'm selective in that way. I only work with some some, but I'm a little bit more careful of getting you know of having good communication because sometimes there is project that are, they are not meant uh, for you. Uh, it's it's. The product is too far far away on the road uh, for you to make a real good um, work. It's already and maybe somebody wants you to have to be in the product, but the rest of the product team they don't really want you to be there. So you need to be fair with you and and your 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 colleagues to you know um, to have a good having a good project, um, which means that you come in 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 the right way. I think many of us in this field, we know when we come into a project, we have a proposal, you know, if, if we can, we know from the beginning, if this is going to be as you want it or not, we have this feeling that, oh, uh, you know, do you understand me? I, I, of course I understand. It's it, it, when, when the project is 90 is 70% through, then you cannot make like core changes that, in order to or it's done, it's done, and and it didn't go well, and and then hey, please come here and fix this because it didn't go well. Yeah, you know, and this is, has happened also many many times, and sometimes you do it because it's a friend of yours or somebody very very you know close to you or very important, mm -hmm. and and you do it, but most of the time it's 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 not worth it because uh, it's gonna not be good. By you coming in trying to fix it, it's it's unfixable in, in some sense, you know, sometimes. But yeah, and then, you waste, that waste your time. That probably also, um, yeah, stands for the quality of a of a designer slash slash businessman to realize yes. something and you say, hey, I really would like to help, but I think at this point, I'm I think I I there is nothing I can do. I think that's also, a, yeah, I think. This is that's, probably that's truly professional. I have I have been thanked by a couple of <laughs> architects that hey, right, you know, right. you were so good. We should have also said no to this project. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because it became a catastrophe. Yeah. Uh yeah. and 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 you feel it, you feel it. So you need to be honest um and and have like uh, you know, really honest with you. Um because we we there is a limited time where we are, you know, here doing this thing. We need to be very very Our time is valuable, and, and um, you know, do good stuff. Absolutely, architecture back in the days with no electricity, architects here really paid attention to daylight because that was the main source that would create mm -hmm. the experience in architecture. And then, from my understanding, when electricity was introduced, the architecture changed because they didn't need to pay attention anymore to daylight. Do you have the feeling that it is now changing and people become more daylight? Um, Averse or pay more attention to daylight again? Ah, 
I think so, yeah. I think so, but not... I mean, it's still only museums and, and chapels and churches that are having good daylighting, you know, analysis and design thinking uh, for it because uh, art is important and, and sacred spaces are important and the light plays, daylight plays a huge role there historically. Uh, um, I think um, we are so few that works with daylighting still. We are so, so few you know, uh, that knows it. And it's really, oh, it's, it's, it's not, it's, you know, it's, um, the analysis is not difficult to do, you know, but then what, how do you going to do a design? Uh, we are looking, we have done a lot of daylight projects, uh, since 10 years and, 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 uh, it's, it's, it, you know, if you, if, if you build a new, um, housing area or a part of a new city for instance mm -hmm. you can do a daylighting design uh, or daylighting you know where should you have greenery where should you have you know uh, kindergartens and you know where should you not have and, and stuff like that but I would like to get deeper into to this thing to take care of the daylighting we have had we have done we have 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 had many but I'm still thinking that I don't know anything about it because it's just like, you know, it's just that you get the grip of it. It goes around the corner like, oh, uh, and there comes something, it comes a new, new, we have a new European standard now. Uh, we need to study that thing. And then, uh, you know, uh, it's sort of, and, but a lot of people are working with these questions, you know, and trying to, to uh, get grip of it and, and really, um, you know, work with it. Now it's basically sun shading, you know, you need to take away the, the negative things of, of daylighting, but we, we really try to, we try to do a daylight analysis in every project we do uh, mm -hmm. because it gets, um, it gives so much, uh, for me as a designer, it gives a lot of information about, you know, um, uh, the atmosphere and the lack of daylight we talk about here in, in Scandinavia, there's a huge lack of daylight. Um, most, uh, you know, six months of the year when people are uh, working. And, and um, so for us, it's, it's, uh, I get a lot of information about from the quality of the daylight. Some light cords have a lot of daylight. Okay, we need to take care of it. Uh, some daylight, uh, some light cords don't have any direct sunlight. So we need to fill it with, with the man-made light. Uh, as, as, as daylight is something so special in the Nordic countries, have you had something through your experience how you grew up in, in, in this kind of daylight circumstances? Something that the world or the lighting designers in other um, places could learn from, from your experience, from your local um, influences? Or, mm. Mm -hmm. I think, I think uh, I'm... I'm uh, Uh, I think I have asked many lighting designers and very, very, very many lighting designers are either grown up by, by the ocean or in the mountains. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know if this is true that most, you know, they have this kind of, they see a long distance, uh, the horizon, they have the sky, they have a feeling of, you know, the mountains. And so, so a lot of lighting designers, I think architects as well have this kind of experience. I don't know if it's, you know, I have not. I made a survey, but, but I think so. I, I was myself, uh, brought up about on the sea, you know, on the seaside, we were in the, in the, you know, on the ocean and, you know, 
uh, all the time and I, I'm al always drawn to the ocean and mountains. I feel like I'm home there. So and and also you because you have the sky, you have the experience of of daylight and and you feel the light uh, a lot, you know, and here is specifically here in Scandinavia, we have the very, very slow movement of of the sun and the low angles of the sun. And we have this, uh, the blue hour is like two, three hours. It's, it's, it's very, very slow. So Amazing. Um, I urge everybody to come to Scandinavia uh, and uh, come to Stockholm and visit me and uh, we will do some, I will make a tour of Stockholm and, you know, um, it's, it's magic. The Nordic light is, is really unique and up north, I have a dream, you know, uh, to create tourism uh, in the Swedish Lapland, uh, create um, concept of light tourism, because in the winter we have two very, very powerful things. We have darkness. In, in Kiruna, it's dark three weeks. There is no direct sunlight for three weeks. Wow. To exp experience that, you you... Uh, you don't have to go down into into the mines uh, in Kiruna. You just you're there. Uh, you know there is a city. You know Kiruna. It's going to move. The whole city is going to move. We're working with that uh, city. Um, you know refer, you, the movement of the whole city. So that's unique. So you have the darkness, and you have aurora borealis, which is the northern lights. So that's like two major things. And what do you have during the summer? You have the sun. Midnight sun. Have you experienced midnight sun ever? Me personally, no. I, I'm. It's still on my bucket list. Yeah. So uh, you need to come here, and you will see how much that sun, that light, will affect you because it's almost impossible to go to sleep. You know, it's it's just like all, and and you need to have these black shades, and you need to design your windows in different way because if you want to sleep or not. So there's, uh, that, that is one of my, one of my dreams to create a concept of light tourism uh, into Swedish Lapland. I, I a hundred percent support it because it's like part of the experience, right? Or it is, it creates the experience. Absolutely. It creates. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So when I look at, uh, at your, at the projects that you do and oversee at OF uh, Lighting, mm. they are all very, very conscious about the amount of light and, and it's very subtle how, and, and because of that probably even more elegant. Having so many um, team members, how, how do you maintain like such a high quality? Is it through education or are all team members that work with you already sort of attuned to it? Mm. How do you? No, no. I, I, how, I, you know, I have a, um, one of my goals is to create the best company in the world for lighting. We want to be, become a partner in, in lighting uh, for our clients, which means that we have a control specialists, hardcore control specialists. If we are looking into the development of future, you know, smart cities uh, or you know, private houses, etc. Uh, we have electrical consultants working with us. We have excellent, you know, uh, product designers, uh, architects, 
Uh, we even had a historian working with us, light historian. So we want to be like this complete partner uh, for light, light related questions. Um, and we hire um, good people. <laughs> this is <laughs> self clar you know, it's not, yeah. it's, there is no rocket science in that. <laughs> we have a, we try to hire the best possible people we can get hold of, you know, and, and, and uh, we talk, we talk a lot, you know, we talk a lot about, um, uh, I see uh, the world around me in a watch. There is a, a second, uh, seconds that are like, today and tomorrow and this week, basically, uh, you know, things that you work on constantly, the projects, basically. And then you have the minute, which is like um, your personal, you know, your goals in, a, in a, this six months. What are you going to, where we, where we want, where do we want to go within six months? But then you have the hour, which means that how would we, um, as employees or a team or, or culture, how would, where, where do we want to, you know, um, be and how, how do we get there and, and what should we investigate, you know, research about, um, uh, which courses should we go to, uh, you know, are we getting funded by some external, you know, getting money to investigate stuff, you know, search for this kind of, and, and this is, and you have to zoom in and zoom out all the time because, because most of the time you're focused on the second, you know, it's, ah, you're eaten up by all this, um, this, uh, pr this project you're doing and meetings and et cetera. But I try to, my role a little bit, I think is in uh, to be a design head of design is to actually be able to look at us from distance a little bit, you know, um, from, and, and try to see, you know, uh, who we are and et cetera. And it's, it's great work. It's really hard work. Um, um, we want to attract the best of the best and, and, and develop them as well. So, so this is, this is really what we're aiming for. So Commercial mm -hmm. feeling here <laughs> from OA, OA flighting. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I, and I don't know if we are the biggest or anything, but we, I mean, um, I think, uh, I think I don't see, you know, uh, other lighting companies, lighting design companies that are independent as, as competitors, because we are really on the same boat. We are, right. uh, we are really dependent on each other. There is other, others that we are fighting, uh, on, on the market, uh, who are, who are getting, getting our work, who gets our work, does it for free, whatever, you know, we, the more lighting designers, are out there, the more lighting design services are sold. Right. And we should work together much more. You know, what have happened in Scandinavia is that many cities, uh, uh, you know, get, and we want to have a lighting design service. And they even say in their requirements of the competition that you need to be an ILD member. You know, you need to be, there is a Swedish lighting design you know, orientation as well. You need to remember that or ILD. So they're putting pressure on, they're searching not for lighting, um, you know, consultant or you know, you know, electrical consultant. No, they want to have a lighting designer involved. And a lot of competitions and a lot of cities, a lot of architectural competitions are requiring this now, which is very good. Do you think the model of like the 
like the, the word architect is sort of pro, uh, is protected and and people have to prove in a in a long process that they are sort of knowledgeable of being an architect is this something that the lighting designer will end up being as well or is this absolutely, something absolutely absolutely yeah yeah sure sure uh, it happens when the when cities uh, in their um, I don't know when you when they buy up stuff you know they when they have oh, I don't know the English word for it but when they have uh, um, they say that we want yeah we want to have a three-year contract with a company and they they um, say, tell the requirements of that and and you need to be have a lighting designer ILD member involved so that's a, like a requirement that's already pretty now. good yeah and and it's it's really happening it's really happening so so uh, so uh, uh, the more market is developing fast here in Scandinavia, I would say. Yeah. So you mentioned, uh, and that fits into what you just said a few seconds before, that you're you're looking at the industry and your company and your product sort of at the whole. Does it mm -hmm. also mean that you do and invest a lot of time and potential budget into sort of research and development and say, okay, okay, where can we push the boundaries? Where can we sort of play? Or, or have new ideas that then new technology can sort of make it happen? I think um, we, it's a constant research. Every product is, it has research parts of it. Um, um, we also apply for, there is within OF, uh, there is, a, uh, you can apply for a research money, which I've got a couple of times, and to look at office lighting. So, so we we have got research money from them, mm -hmm. and there is other. Uh, I did at uh, my old company, Use Architecture. We we had a daylighting project where the the state paid fifty percent of the research, and and I paid. I mean, the company paid fifty mm -hmm. percent mm -hmm. uh, to do a daylight. Um, service you know what do we sell uh, when we sell daylighting analysis and design and so we did that 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 was maybe seven eight years ago already well wow. so uh, i think i think yes on both questions but do we do enough research absolutely not we should do much more research i mean this is um we should have um uh I love I love innovation, you know, uh, and and I love also when you don't know the answers to the to your questions. I like when you don't know. Um, you, I, I think this is the the curse or the possibilities with design uh, profession is that we, if compared with engineers, I don't know if you should, but I think they're also very very. I mean, of course, innovative, but they want to go from A to B as fast as possible. Uh, I think we, as designers, we want to do it as as slow as possible. <laughs> you know, we want to we want to go everywhere before we go to B. Uh, and and um, explore try to more. Find. Yeah, yeah. You learn more, and and you, and also you know, today with all this new technology, all the con new control systems, how on earth are those used? How are they used? I mean, why are they buying this? And then we need to find. And this is also the great thing with new technology that they, you know, to get creative with this, you can do almost anything now. Uh, and and um, and when you get a creative client, you know, right. this is the, the dream come true. You know, when you yeah. ha have like a client who says, hey, 
is this everything you got? Don't you know? Show us your stuff. You know. Right. Right. <laughs> all right. All right. Do you want me to get creative? Yes. <laughs> no. And there, there is clients out there that are willing and you know, um, really, really want to do search for the truth. And it's not around the corner. It's not even on in the block. You need to go far away to get it. And then um, I love, you know. There is people who say that, you know, to get an idea is like 3% of a product and 97% is execution. Right. Mm-hmm. So I want to extend those 3% to 10 or 9, yes. or, you know, even like yes. to get those because it's going to be more interesting. And and I think this is maybe one of my, my biggest powers to do great concepts. And then, then everybody knows what you're dealing with you know you have an idea you have a concept of something and then you it's just execution and then i think it's pretty boring with the execution part you know personally right Right. but then we have people who love to do those things in our office but but you know mm. what would be of course having adventurous clients and i'm sort of coming closer to the end of our conversation but what would be uh what would be a client or what would be a project that you really would love to work on? How would like an ideal client look for you or what would be a project that you really would like to work on? Mm, uh, dream product, you mean? It's, it's, uh, I think I have several. I will start with one. So one, my dream product right now is basically to create the best possible lighting design office on earth, you know, to create like, you know, continue to develop with lighting to become really, really, really good and, and, um, uh, all expand in the world. Uh, that's that's one, you know, my entrepreneurship feeling, you know, my my my, yeah. my and then the second second thing is to to um, you know why am am I doing this? I want to create a better world and more beautiful world. It's a cliche, but that's really really. really I love beauty of you know uh, to create a beautiful city of Stockholm during night. You know, it's really dark still. I've been working with it for 30 years and it's still very, very dark. I have some spots uh, and, you know, so to develop uh, the, you know, the Nordic light, uh, you know, that thing uh, with with cities uh, and a specific dream project, um, you know, we are working with some, I'm working with uh, some private houses now that are like dream clients and they are creative in creative industry. So they are really, really creative by themselves. I have uh, I had a client, uh, real estate owner that just last week said that you know I told him that most of uh, our clients they tell me I hear this from architects and, and from clients every week. Okay, Kai, this is not a Tivoli. You know, it, it should should not be a Tivoli or a circus. You know, this is Tivoli or circus. Yeah. You know, it's like the Swedish way. You should not. You, we want you to be creative, but not that creative, you know. So, so you know, it's keeping, it's like, uh, you know, take it easy. Yeah. And he says, no, no, no. I want, I want this to be Las Vegas. He says, <laughs> <laughs> Las Vegas for me is not like this. You know, it's it's just to you use every every tool you have to do something. Yeah. You know, and and uh, I high fived him, and he said this was the first time ever. In my life, a client says that like that. You know, I never had had a client says. Uh, so that gets me going. He wants us to do something really, really amazing. This is what he says basically with this Las Vegas thing. So 
Um, I love those clients who, you know, who really wants us to do our work. And it doesn't have to be, I mean, if you work with some architects, they're really having this um, very minimalistic design and it's even more difficult to do something extremely the, with the details there. It's, mm-hmm. it's just like ma- amazingly nice. Uh, uh, oh, there is so many. I have like three dream projects ongoing right now. <laughs> it's it's really it's really true. Um, so you are. I mean, already, we're doing mm-hmm. the city of Kiruna. We're building a city from scratch. Wow. So that's like uh, once in a lifetime. It's never going to happen again. It's you know this is a world unique once in a lifetime project. I have been working with it already like eight years. Wow. Uh, so it's 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 going to be for eight more years. So it's really really interesting. Um, and you know it's 100 kilometers north of this Arctic Circle, so it's really, really specific. Uh, the lighting up there, and you know, sounds like a very special, a very unique uh, environment and experience, probably. It, yeah, it is. It, I mean, it's it's not like it's like okay, some people need to go to Las Vegas to experience something, but here, right. I can promise you, you, go up there, you just jump jump off the airplane, and you're gonna have experience from that second. Uh, because of the atmosphere that is in the in those in that region, basically, I it's uh, added to my bucket list. I will uh, I will definitely have an eye on it, and I'm very excited to visit it. Yeah, and if you come here, I will take personally take care of you. I appreciate I appreciate it. I make <laughs> I make sure I spread the word. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, no, uh, just you know, uh, you know, if we could talk about. Um, Role models and stuff like that. Please, I, I would, I, I, that would be, that was my, my, my um, final, my final highest, uh, most important point to A, what were role models of yours in the design industry or maybe in life? Um, and what, what is your advice for either fellow other lighting design business owners or lighting designers? Yes, yes. I have, I have a long list. It's not that long, but I, I, uh, you know, in the beginning, uh, it was really Spears and Major. Jonathan, Jonathan was was the rock rock star together with Mark Major, and Mark is still still out there doing great work. Obviously, Louis Claire, Roger Narboni uh, has been uh, you know paving paving a lot for for you know us. Uh, Motoko Ishii, uh, fantastic, amazing. Uh, a career and, and projects. Kauru Mende, in the beginning, all the projects I saw, that was great. It was, uh, you know, his work. Uh, now Francesco Janone, Serena Tellini uh, are important, I think, have been important for me. Um, one specific person that made a huge impact on me very early on, um, who I met in 1994, was Howard Branston. I met him in New York. I was there on a course, uh, for two week course, uh, summer course, lighting design. And he took the whole group out one day mm-hmm. and night and he showed us, showed his, his products in New York. And I learned two things that I adopted uh, from early on. It was that he told about the uh, concept, lighting design concept for, for uh, the Statue of Liberty. And he had an idea that he could come like a, soft side light like the sun was the sun was setting and it was like you know touching her very softly from the side and and he took the daylighting as an inspiration and and that was the idea of, of the, the the concept and the design and i took i have taken that i 
I really look into daylighting. This has been like, and, and that's thanks to him in the beginning. You know, he really opened my eye for that. And the second thing that he really influenced me on is actually to, to share your knowledge. Um, mm-hmm. Not only your staff and, and uh, you closely, but, but, you know, students and, and, and lectures. And really, I mean, he made that, he gave that inspiration for me one night, 1994. He has influenced all my professional life and it, that's amazing I, I when I meet students I want to you know um, all people I want to share information and knowledge and I think that's that's the that that sets I think all the great designers apart that they share their um, yeah their excitement and also explain why things why things are working well and why things are great and I think yeah you you have done already with this interview but all what I've seen from you and heard from you um, you are uh, definitely doing this, so I uh, I really appreciate that. Did you have uh, any other contact? Did you come across uh, Howard Branson, for example, later in your career, or or? Yeah, I, I met him. I met him uh, two years ago in London. Mm-hmm. Um, I met him there, and um, um, he's alive and kicking. He's, uh, it was <laughs> great, and, but I don't know if I ever told him this. So I, I hope he will listen to this interview or this part. You know, so he can feel feel the uh, know that I, I, you know, I appreciate him. I will certainly reach out and and I I will make sure that this word gets uh, passed along. Okay, um, good. Thanks. Thanks. Absolutely. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, thank you so much for your time. I I really appreciate it. Um, any like sort of final advice that you would give? Maybe like a two perspective one, like to like young designers starting in the industry, and maybe like fellow designers i think uh you know i think we are such a small um, profession and small click uh, you know um we need to um, help each other i think much more than we do i think it's good with ilds you know things that they organize um here in scandinavia but also you know everywhere so um, i think it's good that we don't see so each other so much as competitors but actually you know right. um uh, you know uh, uh, as colleagues so mm-hmm. we each other um i think that's that's a good thing and then i would like to see more mentorships a mentor you know um this um something that is a little bit lacking uh, in a way here in, in uh, scandinavia that people you know get other people to you know so I, I try to be a mentor with some people in my office, you know, younger designers. So. Yeah. Sounds fantastic. Kai, it was a great pleasure. I'm just oh. super grateful right now and I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. And if you did not get inspired by this, I can't help you anymore. I had such a great conversation Uh, with Kai. I appreciate it. He's truly one of the great lighting designers of our times. I will put all the links and information in the show notes that you can find and see and check out his work. I'm very excited. I will speak to you very, very soon. And um, yeah, stay lit. Stay lit.